We are one church. We love God, love people, love his mission and love his church. Welcome to the One Church Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's One Church Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, you are very welcome. Today, Pastor Susan brings us a message recorded on Sunday the 22nd of October at the North Site. This is the start of a three-week mini-series all about strengthening as we lead up to Vision Sunday on November the 12th. We pray that we would all have open ears and open hearts to hear and to apply what God is saying to us in this season. I wonder what strength means to you, what you think of when you think of something that's strong or somebody that's strong. Who watched the rugby last night? England, South Africa, slightly disappointing if you're an England fan, because it really looked like we were going to win, and then at the end we're pipped to the post, weren't we? But maybe you think about one of those rugby players, like so, you know, muscular and like really tough. I can't believe how they like jump on top of each other and pummel the living daylights out of each other. It's, it may be that person that you see when you go to the gym and you're just doing a little bit on the cross trainer, and there's this person like lifting massive weights, and they've got sweat pouring down their face and so on or it might be you might think of someone who's strong in their intellect strong in their mind or has power when we did schools out last week we had it was all about superheroes and there was one part where an adult and a child had a competition with a coke can and they must have had some special coke cans because the child always won but i wonder who in your life you see as strong And I would almost guarantee that it may not be someone who looks really strong on the outside, but someone who has an inner strength, someone who's steadfast or dependable, faithful. These are qualities that God values. And in the Bible, strength is seen as something to value, to run after, something very important, something to aim for. And the key verse that David and I feel for this season, for the whole of the church, is from Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3. And it says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and the left, your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Now the picture that Isaiah had in mind is a Bedouin tent. Anybody seen a Bedouin tent? You know, the sort of tent that traveling nomads with their sheep and so on, they would have had in the desert. And if they wanted to extend and enlarge the tent, they would have to have more animal skins, more hides, and they also would have had to have tent pegs that would have gone strong, been strong, gone deep down into the ground. Sometimes the British weather is not that suited to camping, is it? Anybody here love camping? Yes? Sort of muted, yes, wasn't there? (laughs) I know some families here are mad enough to go camping in all weathers. Others of us are a bit more fair weather people. I remember once when David and I were on holiday. Well, it wasn't actually a holiday. It was a Bible camp in Peterborough, and we'd just got married. And I think literally we'd only been married a little while. And we went to this Bible camp, and my mum and dad, who lived not that far from there, came and took us out for a walk and I think took us out for lunch. And it was a bit windy that day. And when we got back to our tent, literally our sleeping bags were there, but there was no tent at all. (laughs) The whole tent had blown away. And there were all these people that we knew sitting in these caravans, drinking cups of tea, looking so warm and cozy, and we just looked so miserable. So somebody took pity on us and invited us into their caravan. I think after that, we decided that the only camping we really wanted to do was Euro Camp, which is where they have, you have the tents set up for you. And we had quite a few holidays like that when our children were small. 
But I hope you've all received a letter from David and I. It's a time for celebration and it's a time for strengthening. Because as we enlarge, as we stretch, as we reach out further, we also want to be strengthened. In fact, it's really important to be strengthened because it's like for a tree to be strong, it needs deep roots. David and I went out. It was lovely yesterday on the golf course at the back of our house because it was closed because of all the flooding. So they closed the whole course so we could go out at any time uh, with the dog. And that was just amazing. And just seeing those beautiful trees. You know, for a house or a building to be strong, it needs deep foundations. It needs strong foundations. To reach out, to build up, to go further, we need to have strong roots. We need to strengthen down. And over these next three weeks, before Vision Sunday on November the 12th, when we've got an amazing visitor, Dominic Yeo, who's coming to preach to us, we're going to have an amazing time together at One Center. Dominic, by the way, has just been elected the the head of the whole of the AOG for the world, which is quite amazing. And he's coming to our little church. That's, that's wonderful, isn't it? But it's far, far more about us as people, this series, about how we are to grow and in faith and grow in blessing. So each of the sites is going to hear three talks. They're not necessarily all going to be in the same order. So the first one is called Strengthening to Sow. This is going to be David speaking a radical message about financial giving. Jesus saw finances as very important. He spoke a lot about money, and David's going to deliver that. Then the second one is strengthening to grow. And this is all about growing deeper roots in our relationship with God, in our, in our walk with God, talking from Ephesians. And the message I'm bringing you today called strengthening to go. When Jesus said go to all the nations, do you know what that really means in the Greek? It means go. <laughs> it means to do something, to go. But if that can seem a little bit daunting, I really felt when I was praying over this message, I felt to say to each one of us, and what God wants to say to us is, yes, I'm asking you to go. In fact, I'm sending you out and I'm strengthening you to go. But all you need to take is just one step. Just one step. One step of insane courage, whether it's big or small to step out, maybe to leave something behind. And I'm believing some people today are going to be leaving something behind today. Even leaving it in this hall, if you like, as we go out there, we're going to leave something that's holding us back. Others of us, and maybe both, we're going to step into something new, embrace something more. So we're going to read from the book of Deuteronomy. So to give you a little tiny bit of background to that book, it's the fifth book of the Bible. The name Deuteronomy actually means repetition of the law. In Hebrew, literally, and I thought this was amazing. If you're writing a book, anybody, I thought this was an amazing title for the book. Deuteronomy literally means, these are the words. So isn't that a great book title, don't you think? These are the words. Moses wrote most of it. Jesus quotes it as authoritative. There's almost 100 references to Deuteronomy in the New Testament. This is just to give you a bit of background. It's set in Moab, where the River Jordan flows into the Dead Sea. And Moses is addressing the people as he's about to die and he's about to pass on the leadership of the Israelites to Joshua. It's about renewing covenant, it's about promises, and it's about blessing, and it's about instructions. Throughout the whole book, the love relationship of God with his people is through it all. And there's a real spiritual emphasis, a call to total commitment, to worship, to obedience, no lukewarmness. It's all about passionate following of God. So we're going to read from the first chapter, just a very few verses, verse 6 to 8. 
This is the 40th year after the people have left Egypt, gone through the Red Sea, and they're now about to enter into the Promised Land. I have to say, having given you this bit of background, unashamedly, I'm going to spiritualize this today and apply it to our lives. So it's mostly going to be about you and me. So here we go. East of the Jordan in the territory of Moab, Moses began to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I've given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and to their descendants after them. So Moses is reminding them that the Lord had said, you've stayed long enough at this mountain. For them, this had been a time of realization, taking stock. They'd settled long enough. It's time to move on. I think this is a time of, like that for us to ask ourselves, where am I? Have I stayed here too long in the place where I am? For them, it was a physical mountain. But for us, I think it's good for us to ask God or, and ask ourselves, what is this mountain, as, as it were, to us? What's this mountain to me? Have I stayed long enough at a mountain in my life? Have I stayed long enough at the mountain of restriction? Have I stayed long enough at the mountain of doubt? Have I stayed long enough at the mountain of fear? Have I stayed long enough at the mountain of small thinking? I've asked this question of myself and of the Lord. And I felt him say some things to me while I've been preparing this. I also need to step out of some things that have maybe restricted me into something more. Take just one step. That's what he's saying to us today. Take just one step and he will meet us. Break camp and advance, verse 7. Breaking camp. In a sense, this is what we do every Sunday. Some of us may just arrive and we think it's all just appeared, but it doesn't just appear. Somebody does it. And then breaking camp is when we put it all away again. And hopefully by the time the school guys come around on Monday, there's no sign that we've been here. This is what we hope. There might be an odd crumb on the floor or a little, little flyer or a, a giving envelope or something like that. But there's no sign that we've been here. Breaking camp takes effort. It's especially hard if we've been in the same place, physically or spiritually, for a long time. Think about moving house. Who has ever moved house and it felt quite daunting? I remember when we moved from Nottingham to come to Leicester. And for me, that was a time of real decluttering. And I just remember all the stuff and all the effort of that. Our son, Sam, he's just moved house. He just got married. I have to say, our Sam, it was an easy job for him because he's such a minimalist. Like he never keeps clutter. He just gets rid of stuff. He, he lives on, he has in his house what he needs to live with, which is, I think is quite admirable. And he, and he literally took some bags to a charity shop and then moved into Fiona's house, which, yeah, amazing. But not all of us are like that. And I wonder in our spiritual life, in our, in our lives, are we stuck? Do we need some help to shed the clutter, as it were? For each of us, it's time to break camp in order to advance, to go again, to reach out, to take more ground, to take just one step. I just feel the Lord saying, just take one step. Where? Into the hill country, it says. To climb, to climb up higher. I love climbing up to a high place. If I've got a chance to go on a walk and to go somewhere where you can climb up high and you've got a great view. And whether we can literally walk up a mountain 
or not. We all need moments where we'll stop and we'll lift up our eyes. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Not from the hills. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I wonder how is Jesus calling you? How is he calling me? Higher in our lives, closer to him. I believe some of us have been hearing his voice many times. And yet we've kept on ignoring it. He's just saying, take one step. Just take one step into a daily time with me, into the secret place for a few minutes each day. Have a regular place, have a regular time, a regular rhythm. Form a new habit to read the Bible every day, to lift up our eyes to him every day and see what will happen. Maybe even to change your music. I've felt to say to some people, you're listening to loads of stuff that's going in and it's affecting your mind. Just change your listening habits. Listen to something that's going to build you up. Listen to some worship music and so on. Go to the neighboring peoples, it says. So why make the effort to go to climb higher and so on? Because as we spoke of on Nations Day, and as Jesus always says, there are others. Jesus always turned people's eyes outwards to those outside. Others who've not heard. We go because we hear the call to our neighbors. We, we care. We want to reach our neighbors for Jesus. To those around us and to those far away. We go to the neighboring peoples, as it were. Take just one step. In the mountains, in the western foothills, it says, in the Negev and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon. Whether it's on high ground, whether it's hard to climb, whether it's on level ground, whether it's in the dry, dry desert, whatever the going is like, and to all different types of people, take just one step where he leads us. I'm deliberately not being too prescriptive about this because I'm asking the Lord to speak to you personally as he's speaking to me about what are the areas where he wants you to take just one step. Along the coast, it says, as far as the Great River. Last weekend, I was taking my 90-year-old mum. David and I took her to the seaside for a couple of days. And we went to a beach which was advertised as Sunny Sands. That's what it was called, Sunny Sands. I have to say, the one thing I hadn't checked, it was a lovely day. We got there with my mum, with the dog and everything. One thing I hadn't checked was the tide times because the tide was so far in, we never even saw a grain of sand on that beach. All we saw was the sea, but it was lovely to be there. But there's a pull of the sea, isn't there? There's a pull of the water. It talks here about the river. Can I just sort of stretch that a little bit to say, let's keep running to the river of God. Let's keep running to the river of the Holy Spirit who brings us refreshment, who brings us replenishment. We want more of him. Let's take one step. What's the one step you can take closer to the river, as it were? That's a bit about us personally, but what does this say to us as a church? You've stayed long enough at this mountain one church. What could the mountain represent for us? Maybe again, it could be a mountain of restriction, of doubt, of small thinking, even financial restriction. We said in our leaflet, in our booklet to you, that it is time to, we feel it's time to strengthen our financial reserves as a church, to be real robust as a church, to pay down the mortgage that we have so that we're free for more, free to reach out to more people. And if we take just one step, we will go forward as a church. Break camp and advance. We've opened a new center, the One Center. Will we settle now and just say, oh, this is great. 
We're just going to enjoy it. We're strengthening. We have amazing ministries. And there's more. We're not necessarily talking about having lots and lots of new things or new activities, but strengthening everything that we have, deepening, going further, higher, reaching more people together. As we take just one step, as one church, we'll go forward. And where will we go? We'll go into the hill country. One direction we intend to continue heading into as a church is upwards. You've heard the encounter night being advertised on our family news. We're going to keep doing encounter nights, worship times. We want to go deeper, further. I, I was yesterday with David, had the privilege of being at our youth weekend away for Nomina. The kids, I have to say, are going deep in worship. They're loving the worship. They're loving to be in God's presence. It was an amazing group away there at Statham Lodge. What about prayer? The prayer army. Anybody here signed up for the prayer army and you're thinking, oh, I'll let that slip a little bit. Well, let's get back to it. I love being in the prayer army on a Friday morning. It's just great to start the day with other people in the church, just praying together. Some people join in on the bus without the picture on. Some people are joining in maybe from bed. I don't know because they don't have the pictures on. Well, that's fine. You can join in with your picture or not, but join in and pray with us. The youth and the kids, like I say, going deep in worship. His presence in the One Center. His presence in Way Coffee. His presence. This is what we want. His presence in our Compassion Center and all the things that we do there in open hands. I wonder how hungry are we to pursue his presence in our lives. But as one church together, we just take one step, if you like, higher, and we'll go forward. And to the neighboring peoples, it says. So as long as we're in this age, as Jesus calls it, the last days, the days between him being raised from the dead, ascending to heaven, pouring out his spirit on the church, and him coming again to this earth. We're in that gap at the moment. And in these days, we're called. Because one day, we won't be able to tell any more people about Jesus because we'll all be in eternity. And everyone's eternal destiny will be sealed. But Jesus right now has given us a clear call, hasn't he, to our neighbors, to our site areas in Leicester, beyond to plant. And we're going to plant again. We've got these plans to plant and explore in Loughborough. In the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon. To all different ethnic groups. I love one church being full of all different ethnic groups. And we, we had so many Nations Day. We found a few more nations, and I think there's a few more that have joined since then. So we've got, we know we've got over 65 different nationalities in the life of one church, which is fantastic. You know, we're all called, but it's not white reaching black. It's not the West reaching out to the East. It's all of us, every single one of us with a call to reach out to all different groups of people and to find our own place in his great commission to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And as we all take just one step, we'll go forward along the coast as far as the Great River, because for all this, we have the Holy Spirit. We can't do this on our own. We run to the river of God. As we all take just one step, we'll go forward. So take just one step. So here's a question for you as we think about applying this right now. Where am I being challenged? Where are you being challenged? Think of what happened as people in the Bible, down through the ages, stepped out, just took one step. What about Abraham? 
God says, leave your country and go. And it started with just one step. And through that, all nations of the earth were blessed. David faced Goliath. Goliath says, who are you coming at me with sticks and stones? David takes one step towards Goliath. He lifts his little sling and the giant is killed. James and John, Jesus says, follow me. And they leave their nets and follow him. Just one step. Peter's in the boat and Jesus is walking on the water and he says, come out and join me on the water. He takes just one step. And we know that he walked on the water. Wow, an amazing moment for him. The early church and down through the ages at the core, go, who will go for me? As they took just one step and they said, here I am, Lord, send me. Each journey of mission started with just one step and it's true for us. I wonder today, do you hear Jesus calling you? Just say, here I am in our weakness, in our littleness. We feel so small sometimes with all the things going on in the world. We think, what's going on? Can I really make a difference? Well, yes, you can. Just give your little life, if, as it were. Let's, let me give mine to him. What's my just one step that I can take? I wonder, are you being challenged to take just one step, maybe away from the old me, away from false comforts, from substitutes for God's love? Just take a step and he'll run to you. If there's anyone here and you don't yet know Jesus, you're trying all sorts of other things to fill that gap that's in your life to be satisfied. You're never going to be satisfied apart from him. Just take one step to him today and he promises he'll run to you. Unbelief. Settling down. We're going to run from that. Take one step away from that. Take one step away from disappointment, from past dreams maybe that never came to be. Can we take one step away from that? I wonder, are you afraid to take that step to shed something? When we can let something go, we can be free. In Jesus' upside-down kingdom, he says, if you lose your life for my sake, then you'll find it. You know, if we live close to our Heavenly Father, we'll be more courageous, more full of faith. We'll really live. So I wonder, will we step away from anything that holds us back today? Not cling to the familiar I wonder, is he challenging you to take a step away from something and to take just one step into obedience, into the new, the old is gone, the new has come, into courage as we take a step out, courage will fill us, into faith, we can never trust God too much, he's always trustworthy, into adventure and pilgrimage because the Christian life should be an adventure. If it stopped being an adventure for you, then you can recapture that today. I've been reading Lord of the Rings again. And I, I, don't, you either, I think you either love Lord of the Rings or you don't. But I, I do love it and I've really enjoyed reading it again. And this is a quote from that where it said, It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out of your door. You step onto the road and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you may be swept off to. Now, I don't know about you, but I get excited by that sort of quote because the Christian life is the best, most exciting life that you could live, connected to God as we always were meant to. It's purpose, it's meaning, it's everything that people in the world are looking for. So we're being in a season as a church of being strengthened to go one step further, to simply obey. In our vision book that we've written again, 
At the miracle of the changing of the water into wine, Mary said to the servant, do whatever he tells you. And we're asking every person in one church just to sit with the Holy Spirit and do whatever he tells you. And today, yes, Jesus might speak to you about finance. And we do ask you to be thinking about that and considering what it is that we will bring. And he may also be speaking to us about a step of faith to take. Just one step, just one step today to leave something behind or to embrace something. Thank you, Susan, for that message. What an encouragement it is to know that God calls us to go, but he is right there beside us, cheering us on every step. If you would like to pray through anything in response to that message or anything else that's going on in your life, then we're always here for you. You can get in touch and someone would love to connect with you. And now let's hear a little bit about what's happening in the life of One Church. This is your Family News 4. One, two, three, four. Firstly, thank you to those of you that prayed and supported both Schools Out and the Youth Weekend Away. Through Schools Out, we were able to share the gospel with hundreds of children and families. And through the Youth Weekend Away, our young people were able to go deeper in worship and deeper in their relationship with God. We thank God for all he did and all he continues to do. Secondly, this Sunday is our next Encounter Night. Come and join us at the One Centre on Frog Island as we seek more of the presence of God. Thirdly, on Sunday nights in November, we are running Sunday Night Discipleship. There are three courses over the three weeks. Foundations, Deeper in the Bible, and Freedom in the Father. All of these are open to anybody, so if you're interested, please do get in touch for more details. And finally, our next One Church Together is on November the 12th, and it is Vision Sunday. Please do all you can to join us at either 9.15 or 11.30am, as we are joined by a fantastic guest speaker, Dominic Yeo, and we have the opportunity to invest in what we believe God is calling us to do in the next 12 months. And that is your Family News 4. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.